Welcome to our first podcast for Taylion Academy for the 2016-2017 school year. I am Giovanni mm-hmm. Evans. I'm a current student here at Taylion Academy, and I'm accompanied by a couple of fellow students today. Please introduce yourselves. My name is Raymond Rivera. I'm a sophomore. Sierra Rivera, the senior. I'm Nate. Uh, I'm a senior as well. My name is Corey Fowler. I'm in the 12th. Oh, I am Danny. I am a senior as well. And today we're going to be talking about hazing and uh, some aspects to it and uh, how it contributes to our social lives, how it doesn't contribute to our social lives, uh, and um, pretty much the psychology of it. So uh, the first thing I want to dive into is the psychology of hazing and why it happens and why it's done. Uh, The first reason I think it's done, or not because I think it's done, but it's been studied and... uh, one reason it's done is uh, the ego part of hazing. Uh, there's, a, there's a sort of need for human beings to be accepted. And when you're a victim of hazing, uh, you don't really think of yourself as a victim at first. Uh, especially when it, you know, it, it's just something, well, we call it mild, but uh, when something's sort of mild, like uh, just um, uh, saying something dumb to someone or, you know, uh, told to uh, do a hundred push-ups or something like that. Uh, and uh, th- there's just sort of a need there to like feel uh, accepted and needed. And uh, the other ego part of it is um, to make people feel lesser than you. That it sort of goes into, I know we've talked about this, like bullying before, uh, where you kind of have the need to feel more dominant than others. And when, you're, and when you put people through a hazing process, you kind of feel, uh, more dominant over them because uh, you're, you're, you're doing forcing some, them to be you're, submissive. You're forcing them to be submissive to you. Alright, and on. Let me just touch up on something that I don't think you're coming across here. Um, I think what you're missing is that this is all not inherently bad. Wanting to feel accepted, wanting to be a part of something, testing your mettle in the bonds of brotherhood or sisterhood or sorority Fellowship, basically. You know, initiation rituals have always been a part of some group. You know, religion, schools, sports, you get baptized, you get hazed. Initiations are a part of a human thing, you know? Okay, but initiations and hazing are two completely different things. Not necessarily. (laughs) Hazing is just a different form of initiation. Well, yeah. yeah, There are mild mild hazings, which are dressing up like a hot dog, saying, ask me about my wiener, like that one movie, you know? (laughs) There's that kind of hazing. There's all the fun stuff, you know? And then there's getting getting beaten up with a pillowcase full of oranges or so. That's what we're here to talk about, is the more extreme points. So... How about we get to the story, Danny, with Oak Hills? All right, so what happened in Oak Hills was um, a kid was uh, pretty much sodomized by his uh, teammates. Um, I think it was in the locker room where uh, they, yeah, but they pretty much just sodomized him, almost raped him in a way, and uh, as a sort of hazing ritual, and, you know, not much was done about it, and people didn't really believe the kid um, at first. I'm not going to say his name, of course. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, hazing in high schools, I I mean, hazing in college, I get it, you're an adult, you know, if you put through that, you're just, you know, 
you're doing it because you want to. But when you're a teenager, and this kid was a freshman, you know, he, he was young. And when you're a freshman and you deal with that, it's not all that fun. It's not that fun, especially when you're being sodomized. And there was actually a case in Montana where it was a 90-day case, and the kid actually ended up taking his life because he was, uh, he was pretty much, well, he was raped by his teammates. And so, it's, in high school, it's like, it needs to be guarded more. And, you know, there are things we can do to uh, guard, uh, I guess, our, um, our fellow classmates and, you know, uh, our peers and whatnot. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot it over to uh, probably Nate again to see what he has to say about it. About hazing in general? No, about like having it, yeah, but having it like in high schools and you know, what, what can we do to uh, uh, prevent these things from happening? Or is there something we can do? Well, I mean, it's kind of on a, on a student basis. Really, when you have authorities involved in this kind of thing, it doesn't work out all the time because hazing is secret on its own. It's, it's done away from the authorities and anybody that's watching over it. But so what should happen when it's brought to authority? When it's brought to attention, it should be investigated. If a student is coming and saying that they have been hazed, they're probably not lying, you know? In, in what circumstance would that benefit them? Other than, you know, maybe wanting to get another student in trouble or something, but still, I think it should be investigated, you know? Say, hazing is a lot like rape, you know? Somebody brings up a rape allegation. It's an easy way to get somebody in a lot of trouble because all it is is your word versus theirs, yeah. usually. But with careful, careful investigations and cooperation from everybody. That's another thing I wanted to bring up. In the Oak Hills case, the authorities, principal, I think, or oh, was he was He was the investigative uh, person, the police pretty much. Campus police. Yeah, yeah. used campus police, basically. He didn't want to bring this to mainstream news or, or authorities because of the team. It's Oak Hills. It's Hesperia's best team. You know? They didn't want to bring that in. You know? They didn't want to have that kind of scam. So they're stuck in kind of like a bullying situation. Yes, you're where stuck Where they're afraid in to say something because... And because of the reputation of the team, they don't want to. So this, they don't want to disgrace. It's more than just them on name. the line if they say something, you know, and they're afraid to to lose. And they're the afraid to lose their team. They're afraid to lose the everything. people on the team because of the actions of the students. They don't want to go to the authorities because they don't want the team to suffer, Excellent. which is wrong. Excellent. Right, uh, Raymond, you have something to say about it? Uh, no, sure. Uh, Hazing, I think, is more just a form of, like, initiation, like anyone says, like how some of you guys said. Uh, you get initiation, you get beat up or bullied or get, you have to do a challenge or some sort or something that's embarrassing. Or you get abused, as some people would say. But I don't know why people are doing it in high school. You know, I can understand in college, but in high school I see it more as a bullying or how we said earlier, dominant. Because it's not necessarily initiation in high school. It's really like seniors picking on freshmen, you like know. The thing is, like, most sororities... I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you, I can yeah. take you more, down. More, 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 more hazing yeah. situations, like, they expect it's coming. 
and they know they're going to have to get initiated in, but did that freshman or that student or that kid in high school get asked to be hazed? No. Or did he just want to be on a football team or he whatever he was you on? You don't, like, that's, that's the thing I have against hazing is, well, I have nephews who play football. I have nephews who play sports. Uh, I've never really liked it because I don't, you know, I, I don't really much agree with sports. You're an guy. Pretty much. But, uh... I don't want them to be, you know, sodomized or raped or bullied or beaten just to play a sport that they love. You shouldn't have to, like, you, you shouldn't have to be forced to do things in order to do or things that will affect you negatively in the long term just so you can have a good time right now. So it, it just goes down to the fact where, you know, older people, people who know what they're doing, and who are consciously doing this out of their own ego and out of the fact that, well, I can. Yeah. And you're not going to do anything about it. The authorities aren't going to do anything about it. I know they're not going to do anything about it because they haven't done anything about it yet. Well, let's let's yeah. get into into uh, hazing in, in colleges or, or you know, places where there's maternities or, or sororities. You yeah, know? this is where hazing because is more prevalent. It's not, it's not a male or it's not a gender-specific thing. Hazing is done on both or all gender spectrums. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> short commercial after this minute. Um, okay, uh, let me touch up on this, right? That movie we were talking about, mm -hmm. I can't remember same. Yeah, all that stuff that they're depicting in the commercial, it's all real stuff. People get tied up, waterboarded, punched in the nuts, stuff like that, you know? It's not fun. It's basically torture. It's basically torture. Just to get into these sororities. Both usually jockey ones. And the reasons, the reasons behind the, the, the initiation process is because this maternity or sorority is going to be supporting this person. You know, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm looking at it from both sides of the, uh, of the field. Um, I feel I, I disagree with it personally because I don't think that that some type of, of crazy abusive initiation process should be a form of like brotherhood and loyalty yeah see you shouldn't have to I well all I'm saying is you shouldn't have to be waterboarded or raped in order to say oh okay yeah you're cool yeah like you're yeah. a part of the how, brotherhood does, like, or sisterhood. how does that make sense where okay. it's like I'm gonna cut your arm off well, and then after you cut your arm off you could join the basketball team well I've never heard of anybody getting their limbs. Well, yeah, but I'm he was he was exaggerating. Yeah, yeah I was exaggerating. Actually, there are some cases. Well, not nowadays, but back within history, where in certain groups of initiation, like with certain families and royalty, they would like take a, like finger. The, a finger mm -hmm. as They're a right. sign of your loyalty towards the family. The yakuza and stuff. Yeah. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch up on. Uh. Hazing, in my own analysis, seems to happen because there is no other outlet to prove somebody's metal to another group. Like, take the Marines, for example. They are all about brotherhood. All about it. Same thing with most, most yeah, Marines, groups in the Army. But here's where I'm getting at, Danny. Marines go into combat, have jobs, and have special operations that they do that prove to each other that they are trustworthy and loyal. Mm -hmm. What is more... What yeah. more does a man have to do than take another man's life to prove that you can trust this person? 
Yeah. Okay, Danny, I'm going to have to mm-hmm. make a note there because I have multiple family members who have been in the Marines, the Army, and the military. It's, okay, as said earlier, it's not just a gender thing, but the as it is shown, males do tend to do the hazing, the initiations more often to prove their metal, to prove that who's who's more masculine, but also to prove that you can handle yourself during a fight. So that's, uh, it's not only within the high schools, within the colleges. It's, it's within, like gangs. It's within yeah. everything. It's within the gangs. It's within the secret societies that we don't know of now. Probably it's within. I'm pretty sure even in foreign countries they have their own little initiations that they have to do before you're fully in you in the group. They'll have you do little tasks and stuff, and so you can prove that you are part. Even the mafia did their little things before you were fully a made man. Yeah. I have to like I agree with that about the sports and like that group you have to be in. Like I did wrestling example. Like people, like guys, like always pick me. Oh, you're not that blah blah. blah. So we had I like like oh he's like really messed up. So the only girl on the team I had to be stronger. Like try to, to prove yourself. My prove myself who I am. Like try being like very hard for a girl who is on the only guy wrestling team. And very hard like hazing is like kind of a mess up in high school. Like certain people couldn't. Like we is messed up for people who are noticed they are hazing and certain people not really like oh. Like after wires like realize that he's in. Right. So on that note, uh, we're gonna leave this off and we're gonna go into our second um, topic here: uh, the freedom of expression. Now, this is where I stand. Back off, Danny. It's my turn to shine. <laughs> um. So, I know enough of my constitution to know that. The first protects not only your right to press, religion, speech, it also protects your right to protest. This dude, Colin Kaepernick. I know nothing about football, don't know what team he's on, who cares? He's only important right now because he practiced his first. It was met with backlash. The first is legally all right. You cannot, you do not have to stand for the pledge or the anthem, or anything like that, if you do not want to. As long as you are not in violation of another person's other constitutional rights, you're fine. Like yelling fire in a movie theater is impeding on somebody's rights. That's bad freedom of speech. That's bad speech. Was was anybody saying that this Kaepernick guy, because I don't know much about the subject, was anybody saying he was breaking some type of law? Or People were saying that it should not be allowed within the NFL organization and that he should not be doing it as a, representa- as a, rep-, as a rep, like he represents the team as the quarterback, okay. to represent the team in that way. Because I can see how some people would see it as disrespectful. But, but the thing about it is before he did that people were saying that he should be a better role model and you know teach people uh, to just be a role model pretty much why and did he do when this? and and when he finally decided the problem well this is the problem that I have with it when he finally decided to speak his own mind and say this is my mind this is how I want to be a role model 
because I believe people should have a right to the do freedom of like, yeah the, they the, have freedom the freedom of speech right. They turned around and they told him, "What do you think you are, a role model? You're not a role model. You play for the team." Okay. So, so I understand what Danny's getting at. So let me set in crystal clear lines what this argument, or not really argument, what this topic is really going to be about. We've already established that it is your constitutional right to not stand for this anthem as long as you are not impeding on another man's or woman's rights, whatever. You can stand for this. You cannot stand for it. It's whatever. So legally, we are, we've got that out of the table. What everybody seems to be bringing up is the moral argument. Is this morally correct for somebody of such high stature to make a point? Now, this is when all the good stuff, this is when we can get to the meat here, you know? When we talk about morals, you know? Nate knows, Brandon knows. All right, so um, since we're gonna talk about morals here, uh, I actually wanna address uh, Rex on his on his thoughts on these, because, uh, you know, mm -hmm. go ahead. Okay, well, my thoughts on the, what was his name again? Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick, Kaepernick uh, dispute, is that when I was younger, when I was growing up, I was also taught that I didn't have to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or for the anthem. It is your right to to sit down and you can you can appreciate the anthem how you want. You don't have to necessarily stand or just sit. You like on the field he was taking a knee and from my experience in football, taking a knee shows respect. Yeah. When a player is hurt, we take a knee. Oh. Every player on the field will take a knee. Coaches will take a knee until that player is up on his feet again. In their minds, it's disrespect. In a football player's minds, that's one of his ways of respect. Uh, I have something to like touch up on the whole kneeling thing. I see how people find it disrespectful, or like people don't like it. But the whole kneeling thing and like how we don't have to stand and stuff for the Pledge of Allegiance. I didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Legions in school, I sat down and closed my eyes and prayed. That's what I did. And I thought about all the people who fought for the Pledge of Allegiance and our rights. That's what they fought for. They fought for our rights. So he has a right to do that as long as we're not impeding on someone else's rights. And I think for like him kneeling is good. Like how you were saying, if someone got hurt, you're, you kneel for them. Go ahead, but Dan. Is it, but is it morally right yeah totally if i met my dead grandfather who fought in world war ii i'm gonna kneel for him and or stand or whatever i feel is morally right for him kneeling so, has been a so sign of respect for years for kings for like for i'll kneel and i'll close my eyes is respectful okay well see what kaepernick did was he took a need to show the respect for the flag but not participate actively in what the what has been going on recently let's get down to why he didn't stand he didn't stand because he feels as if police brutality and racial issues are getting so out of hand that he can no longer respect the place he's living. You know, he can no longer see it for what as it is. Now, this is getting down to when I... We're being more political about it. Yes, we're being more political about it. And he has a right to do that. Yes, you know, he, he has every see, right like, to do that. When, when Raymond, when you, you talked about how you sat down and you prayed, you know? I'm an atheist. I don't pray. I don't believe in God. You know? So what I did was I would stand 
but I wouldn't put my hand over my heart. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to pledge myself to this yet. You know, it's a, people don't really think about it when they're in school and they pledge themselves to something, but your word actually means a lot. It may not anymore because your word because people have more than just their words to go off of. But way back when, cowboy airs, right? What made America? Your word. Your word. Your voice. Your voice. Exactly. Your speech. The freedom of speech. Your freedom of speech. Saying, I'm going to work this ranch, and I'm going to protect your land, I'm going to protect your cattle. That's your word. You know? You're going to get crap pay, awful food, nobody likes you. But you got your word. And that's volumes of respect. You know? Mm -hmm. There's volumes of respect. I don't want to give my I pledge. I don't want to give over my little body and soul to a country that obviously commits lots of lots of bad stuff. Honestly, as great as America is for the people living there, every country has their flaws. You know, every country. There's no no perfect place. The how does the quote go again? The first. (laughs) um, The first step into fixing a flaw is admitting there is one. Yes. Absolutely. And I think Copper, uh, Kaepernick, Kaepernick, Kaepernick kneeling down and saying, I'm kneeling down because of the flaws. I'm kneeling down to point out the fact that there is flaws. And I know I represent my organization, but in a bigger sense, I represent myself as well. Yep. And I represent my ethnic group. Yeah, and why should Kaepernick so, be browbeaten into standing up when it's his right and it's his right to protest? Maybe but we don't his, all agree but, why he did it. But we can all agree that it's his right. But the bigger reason, but the bigger thing about it is not that everyone agrees that it's his right to do it. But is it his right to do it when he's rep- when he's representing his organization? Yes. Because he is representing his organization and he is representing uh, his you know his fans and whatnot by doing that. But but his his argument against that is that I'm not just representing. I don't. You know, representing my organization, I want to do that. I'm representing myself, I'm representing my ethnic group, I'm representing my ethnic group being not being treated fairly in our system, or I'm I'm representing my ethnic group not being uh, taken seriously in our system, and I'm going to kneel down for that. And I'm going to kneel down for that because, um, not as a sign of disrespect, but as a sign of awareness. I feel like it wasn't only an ethnic group standpoint, because he's a role model, he's a football player, he's a quarterback at that. And the quarterback position takes a lot of, takes a lot of, it's a big reputation, in a sense. You, you're a role model for young men, young girls, too, who want to play football, who want to be in that position. So when there's a problem and there's someone who has that position to point it out at a big standpoint at, on a television, on at a game in front of everyone, in front of all of those eyes, and say that there is a problem and there needs to be a change, that's why he did it. It wasn't just for Black Lives Matter or just Lives Matter, and period. That's where we should stand on that. But as a role model, he has the power to show people that there is a problem and there needs to be a change, and that was his point. Yeah. I can agree why he kneeled. Uh, I understand why and everything, and I agree with why he kneeled. There are flaws in the world and in this country, and there needs to be more, like, like he's a role model. And what I see from it is he kneeled to show that you don't have to stand or you don't have to do it. You can kneel or stand for any reason, if it's to show respect, if it's to 
pledge your allegiance to a flag or if it's to anything like that, you could... I don't know how to word it or say it. In, in a sense, he was kneeling down to, but to stand up for others. Yeah, that's what he's trying to say. He it's said, like, you don't have to... It's like, let's say if I everyone... Like I said, like in school, like I sat down and prayed or whatever. Other kids would make fun of me or ask why or do that. And he's saying, because he's a role model and kids see that he can do that. Other kids see, oh, why can't I kneel down? Do I have to stand since he's doing it, since he's my role model or not? The part of our democracy is to question why we do things. We have open conversations to question why we do things. And I think with Kaepernick being a role model and saying we have the right, especially showing younger people that they have the right to question things because it is part of our democracy, it is part of our living, and it it's is part, part of, of our, our society. nature in order to question. Their opinion too. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the to the yeah, roots of this, the roots of, of this, um, I guess, socially yeah. acceptable, social acceptance that we're, we're raised on. You know, as, as kids, you know, we're taught to stand up, put our hands over our heart, and, and say the Pledge of Allegiance. At my school, at my elementary school, they forced us to stand up. There was no choice. If we didn't stand up, we got in trouble. And it was disrespectful. It was deemed disrespectful. And way to go, Nate. <laughs> and um, it was disrespectful. Come on. It was. <laughs> it's it's our right to to have the choice to pledge to what we want to pledge to. You know, of course, there's things that are going to be morally incorrect or correct by a social standpoint. But we have to choose ourselves what we think is morally correct or incorrect, you know? Okay, let's wrap this up for today. Uh, is there any final opinions on our topics? Yes. When it comes down to brass tacks, we're all just naked apes running around looking, looking for what we belong to. What makes us human? Our human nature is still here. What makes us people? Is it our bonds between each other? Is it our ability to create secular societies and grow as human beings? Is it our technological ingenuity? But when I get down to it, I really, really, really do believe that what makes humans so much more than just animals is our ability to come together and make something new, make something bigger, no matter what it is. Whether it's hazing, whether it's freedom of speech, whether... It's role modeling. Yes, good or bad things, we'll make them. And that's the amazing part of it. I also want to say something. This is probably is dumb or not. But I just think we're built on ignorance. Every human has ignorance. You're not them. wrong. You're not is, wrong. That's the thing with the, like, the whole kneeling thing. People are ignorant. Is they've grown, like how we're growing up to put our right hand over her and say the pleasure of allegiance. People grow complacent. And they're, they're yeah. grown up like that, so they think it's right. Then, you're, then they get ignorant and they think that person has to do it. I was growing up to do that. Why Why isn't he doing that? So they're ignorant and they want to believe that they're right in every way yeah. and right. everything. All right, thank you for those final words for today. This is Taylion Academy. Visit taylion.com and thank you for listening today. <laughs>